we're keep moving right along with crazy future month in honor of Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 that we just reviewed last week. We're going to keep going on and diving into some of those classic films that show maybe a dystopian or maybe a crazy future. This time we're going all the way into the future into 1997 <laughs> for the dystopian future film Escape from New York. Kurt Russell, One Eye. What more do I have to say? It's all in there. We're going to talk about it on a very prison island edition of the review. <laughs> review. Spoiler. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes. Your microphone on, Troy? Welcome to the Review Review, a <laughs> show where two small town dudes. One time we don't do a sound check before the show. <laughs> Give me your big dumb opinions. I'm Troy, my mic's on to the extreme. I came prepared. <laughs> Today we are going over John Carpenter's Escape from New York. New yeah. York. Hey, New I'm walking York. in. Hey. to give me a big New York slice. <laughs> I'm in jail over here. <laughs> uh, before we get into all that stuff, though. Before we jump into 1997. Yeah, all the way the into the future. future of 1997. <laughs> we are going to get into what is happening today. Okay. You know what's happening today, JT? What? Not necessarily on this day. Yeah. Perchance. What happened? I'll tell you what's going to happen. What happened? I'll tell you what's going to happen. Tried uh, some baby food today. You tried some? Yeah. Wait, I Tell you like what, whole, this is really interesting. Yeah, like the whole thing? I, I ate it right in front of Macy. Jesus. <laughs> Had carrots. They taste an awful lot like SpaghettiOs. So I don't know if that's good for carrots or good for SpaghettiOs. <laughs> so you're saying you're going to be eating a lot of carrots <laughs> in the near future. Don't know. That's very interesting news. But I need to move on to more Interesting news. Is there a rustling? Did you see a rustle? I believe your wife is doing laundry. Oh, a Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So it's so appropriate for the show. Tim Burton, JT. Oh hey, shit. Hey, hey, while you're in there, why don't you crank that thing a few more hundred times? Oh, telling me to suck on it. She's telling it to suck off. <laughs> and to J off. Or squirt. Or something. Ew. <laughs> Speaking of J and off, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. <laughs> uh, the director of Dumbo. Upcoming Dumbo. Edward, I can't wait. Ed, yeah, I know. Edward Scissorhands. Batman. That's awesome. Batman Returns. All of those movies. Yes. Tried in the early 90s to make Superman lives. Yeah. Never took off. Nope. Sorry, Nick Cage. You'll never be Superman. Giant spider. 
<laughs> uh, but an animated feature of Superman Lives was almost in the works. The director of the uh, Batman animated features that have come out recently featuring Adam West and Burt Ward reprising their roles as Batman and Robin. Yeah. Uh, was also joked to the Warner executives about just making Superman Lives as an animated feature. Oh, yeah. Take what was already there and just make it. And I'd, yeah, I'd they be curious were to see. almost on board with it until he said, ha, just joking. And I'm like, well, this isn't news. Come on. But it got me thinking, why don't they do that more often? Yeah. If they've got something that's in so much production and then just kind of fizzles out, make an animated thing of it. Make an an Somebody wants to see it. Especially if it's got like an odd production such as Superman Lives. Yeah. I would love to see an animated version of it. Everyone wants to see how bad that was. Yeah. (laughs) Did you ever watch the uh, Death of Superman Lives that John Schnepp made? Yeah. Yep. I saw it. It's very interesting things that I wish... Lots of weird shit. Yeah. In hindsight... Probably not good. Yeah. But as like a cult classic kind of like a movie, I could see it taking off and having dozens of loyal followers. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> Lots of diehard virgins. Yeah. I just mean, just loving the shit out of that's it. That's some creepy Tim Burtony stuff in there. Like Brainiac having like a human head on like a spider like body and shit yeah. like that. I don't know, man. Thought it looked pretty neat. I'd be for it. Come out for that animated version. Is there any other things that you never saw the light of day that you would like to see come back as an animated feature? Uh, I'd like to see the sequel to that Super Mario Brothers. That oh, cliffhanger. Yeah. Cliffhanger oh, yeah. right at the end. What happens? I don't know. Who knows? Animate come on. it. Animate it. Animate it. Mmm. Animated, babe. Animated, babe. <laughs> uh, JT got a lot of stuff that wrapped. That means it's done. Wow. That's wrapping. Uh, three things have wrapped, JT. One, the Dark Phoenix movie wrapped. Done filming. <laughs> it's done. Wrapped. Second thing, Deadpool 2 wrapped. Wrapping. Wrapped. The third movie that is wrapped, wrapped this week, and has an official title, the Han Solo solo film. Yes. Has wrapped. Yes. And its title is Solo. A Star Wars story. Colon, a Star Wars story. (laughs) Did, uh, what do you think of, uh, the title of the movie? It's, it's... What I kind of figured the title would be. I know. Did you see, like, there was, like, a ton of, like, fan outrage that that was yeah, the title like, of the movie? Really? What That's else? That's the title? What else were they going to call it? Yeah. Han yeah. Solo? <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> Who cares? God, are they going to Kessel Run? What were they going to call it? Yeah. It's like saying, hey, I just put cheese on a hamburger. I'm going to name it a cheeseburger. That's it! <laughs> It's it's what it is. It's what it is. It's what the fucking thing is. What do you want? What more do you want? Tell you what, Star Wars fans are hardcore. 
They will chip away at you until you have nothing left. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I hate Star Wars fans. <laughs> yes. Yes. Are you a self-deprecating Star Wars fan? You know, I I, I see myself as a... Level-headed Star Wars yeah. fan? Yep. I'm Same. able to step back and be like, okay. this I'm, I'm, out, I'm getting out of line. It's too much. <laughs> I'm like a wear Star Wars fan. Where like if it's yep. a full moon, I'm just like, ah, a Boba Fett shouldn't have died so dumb like. <laughs> the next day you're like, oh man, I didn't mean that. It was fine. Yeah. I like wake up. I'm not wearing any clothes, and I somehow <laughs> tried to find out why the high ground is so important. <laughs> I have like notes, copious amounts of notes on the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's useless, Anakin. Oh, no. I have the high ground. <laughs> but there's so many that have had the high ground before. <laughs> Why is this important now? There's some I just watched where they were making shit out of the high ground. I think it was like a Mr. Sunday movie thing. Yeah. Where he goes like in depth for like three or four minutes about like why the high ground makes no sense. Because in The Phantom Menace, Darth Maul had the high ground when Obi-Wan... the was- ground. <laughs> <laughs> he just said ground in general, <laughs> yeah. where Obi-Wan was dangling in a large fucking pit. Yeah. Totally won. Doesn't matter, Obi-Wan. Now that I think about it, Obi-Wan's a piece of shit. He is a big He's piece a liar. Of shit. He's a scoundrel. He pretty much made Darth Vader. Yeah. What are you doing, Obi? What a piece of shit. What are you doing, Obi? Yeah. I heard a little bit of a... Uh, I heard a rumor... Oh, this past week that was pretty interesting. Might be a spoiler for Last Jedi. Just mm. tune out for the twenty seconds if you don't want to hear it. Just zoom right ahead. Right, twenty seconds. So uh, I guess the the big theme in all of the Star Wars posters is that usually the main villain is the huge head in the background. Oh yeah. And I guess the huge head in the background for the poster for the Last Jedi is Luke Skywalker. Oh, I see. I see. So, is Luke Skywalker going to be the villain? Oh, my. The antagonist? The Last Jedi. In The Last Jedi? Uh, me and Chelsea were actually talking about... Uh, the Spoilers over. Because this is all Chelsea and I's uh, banter back and forth when we watch the trailer together. Gotcha. We thought it'd be interesting to hopefully not be like Empire so much where uh, Luke Skywalker is so reluctant to try to teach Rey anything that he pushes her away and ends up her going to the dark side. And then Kylo Ren reverts and goes to the light side. So there's a switcheroo. A double turn? Yeah, a double turn. And it happens at the end of this movie. God. It could be like Bret Hart, Stone Cold all over again. <laughs> <laughs> this is just fascinating stuff to yeah, all of our listeners. I know. Ray will not let go of that fucking sharpshooter. <laughs> no. Ugh. But, so, I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Be a twist, for sure. We'll and then Luke through. has to weasel his way out of a sticky situation where he could have solved it. Yeah. Just like Obi-Wan. He could have just offed. Darth Vader, uh, right from the get-go. Yeah. He already had him dead to rights. He chopped off all of his arms and legs. (laughs) 
Son of a bitch, Obi-Wan. Screwing it up. Yeah. Instead of mercy killing him, he left him to burn away in lava. <laughs> yeah. You know, like someone that cares about him. <laughs> He's just going to leave. Yeah. What a dick. Obi-Wan's a dick. He is a dick. Goes Fuck him. Lives in a freaking desert yeah. for however many years. Doesn't even recognize R2. Piece of shit. What is shit. happening with his life? Maybe the sun cooked his brain. Yeah. Old fuck. <laughs> ben. Uh, piece of shit, Ben. Old Ben. Uh, last bit of news I got, JT. Slow news day. Uh, NBC is developing a new series in the Nancy Drew franchise. Ooh. Um, I think... mysteries out there? Maybe. I think uh, we talked about this a while ago when this was being pitched to CBS. Yeah. And this was maybe a, a couple of years ago. Maybe we only talked about it privately off mic. <laughs> this sounds like a private conversation we have. <laughs> Na- just talk about Nancy Drew yeah. and NBC. Joel, let, let me pull you aside over here. We need to talk in private. Okay. Uh, we need to have a private meeting right yeah. now. Nancy oh, Drew, you know. AB conversation. See yourself out of it, okay? Yeah, come on. Nancy Drew. Uh, anyway, CBS had a series that was just going to be called Drew, and the Nancy Drew character was going to be a detective in the NYPD, and she's going to be like a 30-something. Fuck. That has been scrapped. <laughs> but tell me if you think this is any better. This is what NBC is developing. So, Nancy Drew would be an author in her 40s and 50s that wrote mystery novels and now, because she has such experience doing that, she's solving murders. So it's just getting older as the iterations come out? Yeah. Also, this is called Castle. <laughs> it's the exact same show. It is the exact same show. So, who knows? So here's the next iteration of Nancy Drew. Okay, so we're just going to call it Nance. <laughs> and she's a 100-year-old warlock. <laughs> She's just going to be called Nance. She yeah. writes about murders. Oh, wait. That's just murder she wrote. <laughs> so you can't win. It's already all been done. It's either SVU, it's either Castle, or it's murder she wrote. Yeah. We're going to do a spinoff where Nancy Drew is in her 80s and she moves into a home with three other women. Mm. <laughs> And, you know, they just have adventures in their retirement home. Class all. It's Golden Girls. Damn it. Sorry. Son of a bitch. I have it written down here. Golden Girls. (laughs) You were going to pitch Golden Girls tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's all my news, JT. What do you got? We can try to make this episode not three and a half hours long. How about Uh, that? We'll try. (laughs) I mean, oh, no, we can really get into it yeah. later. <laughs> We're going to say every small pit of dialogue <laughs> piece by piece. That's the only way that we can make this three hours long. I'll load we... up the script. All right. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. Just, yeah, get it out there. Uh, Troy, you a fan of twins? Did you ever see twins? I saw twins. I don't think I've ever seen Twins. I've seen. I, I saw like a while ago. Yeah. I don't even think DVDs were invented yet when I saw Twins. I kind of want to see Twins. It looks like one of those where like we could randomly review it, and there would be stuff that we could talk about that would be just insane. 
Yes. It's got DeVito. It's got Arnold. And Arnold. Yeah. When are they going to make that Twins 2? I'll tell you what, Troy. Oh, my God. I guess there is going to be a sequel. There's a sequel in development for Twins called Triplets. Okay. Where a third member joins a little family. Uh-huh. Eddie Murphy. I'm in love with this idea. <laughs> Get him back doing anything. Yes. Would you be excited for an Eddie Murphy something? I'd like to see what he does. How much money do you think Eddie Murphy's worth? Like now. Enough to be a dick, probably, still. I suppose. I read he's a pretty big dick. I read, or heard, I can't remember, that he got so famous so fast that he forgot how like real life worked. Because oh, everybody I... was doing shit for him, and he just like forgot i can believe that anything i can believe that oh and then he was donkey (laughs) (laughs) or however many things i'm gonna look this up it's that beverly hills cop it fucked him up eddie murphy net worth 85 million dollars that's enough to not know how to do stuff. <laughs> he also dabbles in music making. So this combined with his television and movie career brings his estimated net worth up to a whopping $85 million and continues to grow. Well, that was two years ago. Yeah. But... Now he's worth nothing. <laughs> where has he been the last two years? Riddle me this. Hiding. Hiding. So there you go. Get that new Twins sequel, Triplets. Coming out sometime. I think they said they were going to start filming next year. I'm into it. Bring it to me. Give it to me on Bring a plate. On. Bring it on. Give it to me. Uh, Troy, Netflix. Yeah. Usually a pretty big topic on here. Usually. Uh, streaming juggernaut. Streaming juggernaut. I know we've talked a lot about... Uh, we talk about the lack of quality in their movies sometimes. We have. How they, they don't really seem to put out as many movies as they do TV shows. Well, yeah. Troy. Oh. It might have been. My, must. My, 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 must. Yes. Must have been listening. Okay. Because it is planned that Netflix next year will be putting out a grand total of 80 films. Jesus. Next year. 80? Yeah. <laughs> 80. That's more than like two a week. Yeah. Well. Not that's not more than two a week because that would be like 104 movies. Yeah, but that's impressive. Yeah, it's quite a bit. I do want to. I've heard a lot of good things about Gerald's Game. I need to check that out sometime. I heard a lot of good things about it too. Have not checked that out. Something spooky to watch during mm. Shocktober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Troy, Deadpool 2's Josh Brolin as Cable. Yes. It's wrapped. It's wrapped. And? Uh, apparently, Josh Brolin as Cable is signed for three more movies after Deadpool oh 2. Oh, my God. I'm assuming it'll be a third Deadpool. Possibly, yes. Uh, the X-Force movie, I think, is also in the works, starring him. Yes. And then maybe his own movie. How about that? Quite possibly. Cable and Deadpool? (laughs) They'll just switch switch it around. 
Nick Cable and yeah, <laughs> put him higher on the bill. <laughs> Cable will be top build. Yeah, and then Deadpool. Deadpool. Ap- yeah, sidekick. Yeah, just a sidekick. Yeah, I would love that idea. Yeah, be tongue in cheek. I love it. Yes. Fox, you've done. Bring you can, it. Bring it on. Give it to me. Bring it on. I want it. Uh, Troy Tron. Tron? We've talked about it on here a couple times. Yes. Not a big fan of either film, I don't think. No. The, the, <laughs> the, the Tron Legacy more so. Yeah. It's a visually but stunning. Like, yeah. But like that, for like the first half, it's good. And then it, yeah. then they're like, let's go to parties. Let's go to yeah. nightclubs in yeah. this place where anything's possible. Let's just watch people drunkenly dance. Yeah. <laughs> Soundtrack killer. Soundtrack good. Killers. Anyways, Troy, that's not stopping them from doing a third Tron. Of course. And they already have a big star in talks to be part of it. Eddie Murphy. No. It's one that we bring up way too often on this show. Jared Leto. God. <laughs> Because he, Damn I guess it. he's the new rock who's in everything now. He's <laughs> the new rock. Jesus. Jared Leto. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I would see this movie anyway. I'd probably watch it later. I don't know. I've been burned by Tron. Like, when yeah. you just leave Tron and you're just like, eh. I know. Like, for you have endless possibilities and you're just like... Yeah, well, we did that. well, that's what you did with that, huh? <laughs> it's just, I don't it's like know. going. It's like Tron Legacy is like going to like Disney World and being like, "Sweet, I'm gonna go sit on my couch. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch Disneyland from out the window. Yeah, I'm gonna go sit in my hotel room and watch the Disneyland Visitor <laughs> Channel. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we got friends that really dug Tron Legacy, Evil Drim. He dug, he's a huge fan of Tron. Yeah. I just can't. I just can't do it. I don't know. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I don't find them, like, terrible. Yeah. Like, I feel like they created a really cool lore that they yeah. could build off of. But they literally do nothing for that second half. No. At least switch the halves around. <laughs> where you do stuff in the last half where I'm like, oh, well, that ended pretty excitingly yeah but no they do all the cool stuff in the first half and then they're like now we're gonna talk politics of this made up made up video game world (laughs) where anything's possible nope we're gonna do board we're gonna do iron fist born boardrooms no bueno don't like it hopefully it has a killer soundtrack oh yeah Daft Punk. Bring it on. Come back. Yeah, come back. Good. Jack Lost style. <laughs> you have to go back! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Troy Avatar. There's sequels. Just no one's asking for. Uh, nope. And apparently no one's stopping them either. <laughs> no, so, I mean, no. maybe we're to blame. Uh, a star from the previous one, Giovanni Ribisi, is All coming right. back to reprise his role in all four films. Okay. 
to try and, I guess, mine more unobtainium. Great. Did they ever say what unobtainium does? No. They just show him, like, looking at it floating, and he's like, oh, he's going to jerk off to it. Think about what we could do with this. Look at this floating rock we can do shit to. Maybe we could core to the center of the earth and an unobtainium submarine, like in the movie The Core, (laughs) starring Aaron Eckhart. Remember that? Did you see that movie? Did you see the core? Yeah, I did. I think I did. It's an ass movie. Yeah, it makes no sense. Also, unobtainium. Unobtainium. It reminded me of Armageddon, only no nothing funny. (laughs) (laughs) There's like not a thing was funny at all. Yeah. At least Armageddon had the first half. (laughs) Just like Tron. Just like Tron. Just like fucking Tron. Uh, Troy, uh, did you ever watch Father of the Bride growing up? Uh, like, with Steve Martin. I think so. I think I've seen it. I think I've seen both of them. Oh my god. I don't know. I remember. I just. I think my. I remember my parents being all about it. Like, I know Steve Martin. Chelsea is all into him because I think she used to say Steve Martin reminded of her, of her dad. Yeah. I don't see it. I know her dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't, I don't know. Well, anyways, Sea uh, Danger should be happy because they're working on a script for Father of the Bride 3. Okay. Steve Martin back? Steve Martin. I guess they're in talks to bring the entire original cast oh back. Oh, my God. Maybe, uh, maybe Steve Martin character becomes a great grandfather great maybe that's i'm just that's i'm just coming off the top of my head does he become a grandfather in the second one yeah oh that'll make sense yeah just off the greats then we'll fast track of four then be great great grandfather <laughs> yeah and then the fifth one will be the sad one where they bury him <laughs> he dies <laughs> and then they reboot it <laughs> he comes back he comes back as a replicant <laughs> that's how hollywood works baby it's the hollywood machine you can't stop it that's right morty <laughs> we're bringing back steve martin father bride morty <laughs> uh troy bond 25 mm-hmm. uh in talks we, I, this came up as a rumor before, but now it looks like they're really trying to push for it to see if they can make it happen. Make it concrete. Uh, Christopher Nolan. Oh, Jesus. They're really pushing for it to try and see oh, if they can Jesus. take the Bond series in a different direction. You think Christopher Nolan would do it? I don't know. I think it would be like, it's like a milestone-type film. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I would like to see what he would do with a Bond, with like a Bond film. But do you think, like, Craig is suited... Or not Daniel Craig. Uh, Christopher Nolan's suited for, like... Like, the last film in this run? Like, I can see him, like, starting one off. Like, wanting to, like, have his own go at it and nobody else, like, can touch it. Yeah. Kind of a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, usually the Bond films are kind of standalone. Except for the la- like, these last... Craig ones all have like a kind of a, a running yeah. through line. 
I don't know. Maybe he can Cut make his own spin loose on it. through line. But <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I would be in just having Christopher Nolan do it. He, yeah. He thinks big. He does. That'd be a cool, uh, it would be a cool send-off. And he How can about? usually score some pretty sweet budgets. That's true. Films in that IMAX, or the 70 millimeter, or whatever he films in. Yeah. On film, on celluloid. He loves it. About it. He loves it. Even though I can't tell the difference. He loves film. <laughs> He's a connoisseur of film. He loves film. He loves films. He loves film. It's a wonderful film. Yes. The Godfather. What a film. A great film. <laughs> Citizen Kane. What a film. Amazing what a ma- film. Twelve Angry Men. Great. What a film. Film. Guy, this is great films we're talking about here. Uh, any more news, JT? That's all I got. So you're done. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> oh, oh my shit. God. Oh. I'll take this last cave ale. That is not going to stay in there. Close it. There we go. I like how I sprung that it's done on you, and you, like, were shocked. <laughs> made me think a little bit. I was like, <laughs> you, were st- you got one on me. You stunned. I stunned you. Got one on that me. That will never happen ever again. JT, some hot, tra- not, not a whole lot of trailers came out this week, Mm-mm. but some hot trailers came out this week. One of them took me by surprise. Out of nowhere. I know. So. Uh... Let's talk about the one that came out of nowhere just a couple days ago. Oh, I got a smaller one. Oh, you want to start small? If I want to. Look up? I know we usually save those bigger ones for for all later. Right. If you got a small one, by all uh, means, JT. They put out a trailer for Louis C.K.'s new film that's in black and white. Okay. I Love You, Daddy. Okay. Where he plays. It looks like a filmmaker, and uh, he is the father of his daughter, Played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay. And uh, she ends up dating a very old Hollywood executive played by John Malkovich. Oh, very old. Yeah. (laughs) And it seems like there's a really star-studded cast to it, but yeah, with all that's going on, it felt very awkward (laughs) watching. Oh, you mean all the weird... Weinstein stuff going on? Yeah. I <laughs> uh, heard more about that this last weekend. There's Jesus. like new stuff about it every day. Just atrocious things. Yeah. I can't even think about what would bring you up to jerking off in a plant in front of somebody. That's what I was just going to bring up. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, because at first I heard about that shit. And I thought it was just like he made girls be nude on film without like them having being okay with it or whatever. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. But I I didn't know it was like he stopped a girl in a hallway, made sexual advances on her, took out his penis and blew a load in a potted plant. <laughs> yeah. No way. Or invite people to what would seem like uh, business meetings at a hotel room and then would corner them and tell them that he need they need to watch him take a shower. 
and then beat off in a potted plant. It's <laughs> <laughs> call sign. Ugh, sicko. But yeah. So, well, anyway, what about this trailer? Looks okay? Yeah, it looks alright. It looks very, like, Woody Allen-esque. Like, oh, it's yeah. very, like, because it's all black and white, and it's yeah. very, like, people talking nonchalantly to each other. Uh, I don't know. But it's Louis C.K.'s directing. Yeah, I like Louis C.K. I wasn't a huge fan of Horace and Pete, though. Yeah. Even though that's his, like, labor of love. Mm-hmm. And I never finished it either, though. Yeah. And it doesn't really seem like it's, like, they're depending too much on the comedy. It seems like a lot of very... It feels very independent. Okay. Just watching it. Hmm. He's trying to be very artsy, even having it in black and white. Yeah, and it's coming out in November, so I think he has a lot of. I feel like he has a lot of. Uh, they what, usually like with a release date like that, you have a lot of um, faith in it. Yeah. Huh. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I just watched um, Wonder Wheel. The trailer for that again. Chelsea put it on that mm-hmm. Woody Allen film. It's like. Did I bring this up, like, last week or the week yeah. before or something? Yeah, Where it's, like, a super colorful, like, vibrant, uh, like, New York coast <laughs> fucking beach movie or whatever with gangsters <laughs> in it? Yeah. I don't know. To watch it again, I'm like, ugh, this didn't age well. <laughs> from the day, from, from the, the couple trail. days after you saw it? Yeah, I don't know. Just the fact that I just, I don't know. It's not a big Woody Allen fan. I think he's weird. Yeah. And he's also backing that Weinstein guy, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did marry his stepdaughter. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking weird world we live in. <laughs> what is this happening? Uh, Any other trailers? Small ones you want to build up to? Uh, no. I think that's it. Well, the surprise! Oh, shit! <laughs> the full length trailer for black panther yeah dropped in our laps a few days ago black panther showing much more of what is to come yes showed a lot more michael b jordan mm-hmm. uh, with his cool ass hipster glasses and like he got super buff did he get with buff for creed or buffer yeah. for this no he was he was buff as fuck for creed jesus he's like built like a brick shit house. Mm-hmm. And he's got, like, those, I don't know what, if they're, like, sweet scars or something all over his body. Yeah, I don't know. They look like scales, almost. Yeah. Um, get to see a little more action. Get to see a lot more of Wakanda. See how futuristic it is. Yeah. It's almost, to me, too futuristic. Yeah, it felt really CG. Yeah. To me. I mean, not to the, not to the extent to where it's, like, Justice League- no, it's different. There, there definitely does seem to be some sets that they've built. Yeah, and they're not completely depending on CG entirely. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's some things where it, I don't know. It doesn't feel. I mean, maybe it might come out more rendered in the final product. Right. But it, there's some stuff where it just it didn't feel real. Yeah, it still is like four or five months. It comes out in February. So it still has time to, like, polish. Yeah. But, I don't know. And that wasn't necessarily what was getting me. The fact that, like, so you see, like, Michael B. Jordan is in another Black Panther suit. Yeah, and they're doing the same Marvel thing that they do with every fucking standalone film. So the bad guy is just 
an evil doppelganger of the good guy. Pretty much. So, and the Black Panther suit almost like is like an Iron Man suit. It seems like not to the fact that it's like flying around and shooting rockets. Yeah. But it's like doing a lot. Yeah. Where in Civil War, you could tell it was augmented, but it wasn't like flying together and shit yeah. like that, like an Iron Man suit. So I don't know. Hopefully it's okay. Like the first teaser trailer that we got, I thought was really well yeah. done. And I was super hyped. I even liked the song in that better. Oh, yeah. I know. I This one kind of soured me on a little bit. I feel like it showed too much. Yeah, I still can't really tell what's going on. Hopefully, like, yeah. Ulysses Claw has more to do in it. Yeah. Uh, Andy Serkis' character. Because mm-hmm. you get to see him in a scene where they're going downtown. He, like, shoots something out of his hand and, like, crushes a car. Yeah. So hopefully, like, he's more prominent in it. But, uh, I don't know. I saw a thing where like, they showed the poster, and then someone brought up that the two white guys in it are a fucking Bilbo Baggins and Gollum. <laughs> and, oh, then, yeah. and then somebody else commented on it, it's like, oh, are you saying they're the Tolkien white guys? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh, that's great. God damn it, the internet. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think this did like kind of sour me on Black Panther a little bit. I'm still excited for it. I see, I still want to see it. And I want to see like what they do with the whole like playing with like a royal family type aspect. Like they haven't really done that in, uh, Marvel. Aren't you watching the Inhumans? (laughs) No, I stopped watching that, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, um. Yeah, I want to see what they do with it. And plus. Just the fact that it's, like, an all-black cast and they're giving more people... Yeah. Like, more people of color, like, an opportunity to, like, really, like, shell out, like, these really cool, meaty characters. Yeah. Like, I think that's a really... That'd yeah. be really interesting to see, too. I w- and I'm all for that. I want more of that to happen. I just... I don't know. Like, it looks like a very... This trailer looked, made it look like a more cliche Marvel movie. Yeah. To the fact where I can maybe iron out story beats already. I mean, I've been surprised before, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, how many times have you seen the guy's jealous of what other guy has, and then makes like similar suit to yeah. take what he has? Yeah, happened in Iron Man. That's like the that's like Ant Man. Yeah, that's like every like standalone <laughs> Marvel movie has at least that once. Yeah. <sighs> so. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, the last trailer I have, JT, yeah, is the new mutants. Yes. The uh, I can't remember who's directing it, but uh, James Wan is that who's directing it? I don't know. No, he's directing Aquaman. I don't remember. Regardless, this is the mashup of horror movie and superhero movie. Yeah. What do we think? Stay tuned. Right now. <laughs> uh, at first when I heard about this, uh, I thought it was very intriguing that 20th Century Fox is taking all... Because they only have the X-Men. Because mm-hmm. they keep floundering the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So let's play with the X-Men only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to do other things. Like, they're going to keep going with X-Men movies, but they're going to go over here and do more comedy action with Deadpool. And now they're going to say they're going to do, like, a horror movie spinoff with the New Mutants. I was mm-hmm. like, that's a lot of... You know what? For only having one franchise, you're doing a lot. Yeah. And you're doing pretty good things on TV. 
Legion was great. Yeah. Um, people are kind of hot and cold with Gifted, but I didn't think it was a bad show. I just thought it was a show. Yeah. Um, but Legion was great. Yeah. <laughs> Legion was great. And Logan was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Logan, amazing. So I went into this really looking forward to what it had to offer. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of disappointed. Okay. Uh, it looks like a run-of-the-mill horror movie with mutants in it, but you don't see any mutant stuff in it. But you know they're mutants. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are you scared of what's going on when you can shoot fire? One of them's literally a werewolf. <laughs> like that's their power they can turn into a wolf i don't know i i'm not gonna judge it just based off of that yet but like the concepts they bring up like like these younger mutants that can't fully develop have not fully developed their powers and not really know what they are like they're dangers to themselves and the people around them like uh-huh. i like the idea of that uh-huh. and plus like that fucking fire hand in the dryer was pretty fucking cool looking yeah it was cool um, yeah, I like the idea where that's like the, well, the quote was like, uh, young rattlesnakes are more dangerous because they don't know how to control their venom. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a cool plot thread for the movie. Mm-hmm. But I, other than that, like, if this just didn't have any mutant stuff in it whatsoever. Yeah. And this was a, just a horror movie pitched. I would be like, I've seen this movie like a million times. Yeah. And so I ne- almost needed more. But, like, I feel like, but I, I think I heard something where they're going to do, like, a couple New Mutants movies, and then they're going to, in, like, uh, include them in, like, the X-Men stories after they do, like, some, like, it's, like, two or three New Mutants or whatever movies. Okay. Then they, like, they're gonna, like, float them into, like, X-Men lore from there. Sure. I don't know. Do whatever but, you want. Make your like, first good New Mutants movie yeah. first. In all honesty, I'm... I have a lot more respect for Fox than I do uh, DC and then even Marvel in some aspects because they're actually they're actually building genres out of the superhero yeah. franchises instead of just like even Marvel when they do something different it's still the same type of movie yeah but I don't respect 20th Century Fox more I admire their hook spa. <laughs> Because not all of them are winners. Yeah. But and I feel that takes a lot more balls than just doing the same shit over and over again, even though it works. Because sooner or later, people are going to get sick of your product if you keep giving them the same shit over and over again. I, like if, I think with Fox, even if they, they do stumble at times, they're still trying something that's, that are, that's a lot more drastic and a lot more new than what DC and Marvel are doing. No, I agree. But I would rather go see a good movie... At the end of the day, I yeah. usually know that like Disney Marvel is going to give me a big blockbuster fun action movie. Granted, I might have seen it before. Yeah. But I'm like, it's different characters. I had fun. It was good. I liked it. But if like this new Mutants movie came out and they're like, yeah, we really tried to make it, but it's just a turd. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, what's better then? I, I don't know. I have a lot more respect for if they're trying to play with different genres and try and make different movies based off of superheroes to try and keep the franchises alive 
as opposed to just we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know. I felt like for the except like super like Spider Man was good, but I don't know Guardians. I felt really dragged me down. I still like Guardians, but it wasn't as I don't think I liked it as much as one for sure. Yeah. But there are parts of it I really enjoyed. Yeah, but. I don't know. It, I felt like it was get. I was starting to get tired of like. I, I felt like it was stuff that they showed me a lot of times in the past, where I felt like they could have taken more risks. I don't know. Which is weird to say with Guardians because they did a yeah celestial thing. Yeah, but I don't know. But it's still it's still that Marvel formula. Like it's not like being in space. You can do so much, but it was they still kind of kept it to what works. Yeah. Which works until it doesn't work, and then when it doesn't work, it's too late. <laughs> well, hopefully by then they'll be done. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't see... I don't know. Like, I have to think the whole thing, the whole Marvel movie bandwagon, even though I love them. It's yeah. like my bread and butter. I love that yeah. shit. But like after Avengers 4, if they have just a few like movies trailing off, like kind of mm-hmm. ending everything, like... I'd be okay with that. Yeah. But, like, I I don't need more, really, after the fourth Avengers movie. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you got you don't got the same people anymore. And, like, unless they do something crazy. Yeah. That would just, like, make me be like, yeah, let's let's go. But I, I don't know what they but yeah. do. But, no, like, the thing that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way is, like, people started, like, resorting to superhero films as its own genre. Where it's like, oh, it's a superhero movie. And it's like, it... Like what's a superhero movie? It's like an action adventure. Like yeah. like at least with Fox they're expanding onto different genres using superheroes and yeah. exploring that. Yeah. Yeah, and the, yeah, they do do that stronger, well, in at least two occurrences with Logan and Deadpool. Yeah. More than I think Marvel has done. Mhm. Logan was really great. But, like, everything before Logan and the Wolverine movies was just a superhero-y action oh, adventure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but I think they're starting to notice that we need to start doing something different if we want to keep these fr- this franchise going. Because if we keep doing the same shit, I don't know, people are not really going to be... Yeah. But they still keep pushing forward with, like, just regular X-Men movies, oh, too. Oh, yeah, which yeah. Which are, like, ho-hum. No, don't worry. They, they're they <laughs> just... I'm not saying they're anything different from Marvel in that sense, where they still want to get those big team-up movies that they think is going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah. But at least on the side, they're still trying to... They're experimenting with stuff yeah. that they can do with this universe and see what works. Yeah. Yeah. I admire their uh, go get em. <laughs> ness Is that a thing? Yeah, I I still even, want to see a because even when they suck, horror movies make a shit ton of money. Only because they have like a low budget. Yeah, but still they they make ba- even when they're low budget, they're usually number one in the box office every time they come out. Yeah, even like the shitty ones are usually like number one when they first come out. Yeah, it's like a weird genre because like every. Like, it doesn't even have to be a really good horror movie, either. Like, if oh, it's no. a good horror movie, it'll clean up. Yeah. <laughs> but even if it's a shitty one, people just go see it. Oh, because yeah. Because they like going to be it's scared. Fucking it. Jesus Christ. That's still in the top five. Yeah. And it's I been heard, out for, uh, like, two months. Uh, Happy Death Day, the new Blumhouse Yeah, that's film. been making a shit ton of money, it too. Was, it beat Blade Runner this last week. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
I actually read something about Blumhouse films too. I wish they would. Uh, the article didn't give me straight numbers, but that production company has like, uh, oh shit! It has made so what some percent of gross because all of its movies have been made for less than nine million dollars. Mm-hmm. Not all total, but like. I think the yeah. most expensive one was like nine million. I think. Yeah, I think like on the on the regular like, the regular budget that they give movies is like five million. Yeah, and I think but yet they've made like Get Out. They yeah. made a shit ton of money. And Split, Split is the one I think got nine million. I don't know why though. Probably Maybe McAvoy. Well, that and they're gonna build off of. They oh, might yeah, build a franchise true. off of it. Yeah, but anyway, all, yeah, all that it was like. Five point or four point five yeah. million dollars, five million dollars, oh, yeah. and then they'll bring in three hundred million. Yeah, <laughs> and so and and the 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 thing is like they're usually good, and the Blumhouse uh uh production company is the one behind Paranormal Activity, uh the Purge movies. Yeah, uh, there's another franchise that they made too, that they just kept raking in money. Mm-hmm. And they're just like low budget, low-ish budget horror movies that yeah. just—it's like, oh yeah, let's go see this, and it's like, give me all the money. But it, I like it because it it makes people, it makes like filmmakers get more or have to improvise more. I guess with Happy Death Day, I heard it's like actually really good. I yeah, I I thought it looked stupid from the trailer I saw. Yeah, but I guess it's pretty. But decent. like I've heard that like they actually like bump up a little more of the comedy. And they make it PG thirteen to like so they don't have to like invest in a shit ton of gore and like blood effects and stuff. Oh okay. And but they and then they bump up the comedy and it it works like it's still like a bit of a horror film but they have like funny moments in it that are actually like genuinely funny. Really? Yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. I um, I guess Todd McFarlane wants to make his Spawn movie from Blum. House. Yeah, I heard that too. So we'll see how that goes. Whenever that gets off the ground, it's in the works. Script is almost. It's done. down to down to four hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's it. Do you have any uh, other trailers, JT? No, that, that that'll do it. Well, then let me get into some T facts, <gasps> JT. Oh, excuse me, JT. Oh my God. Looks like air is trying to escape from New from your New York. <laughs> uh, July tenth, nineteen eighty one. Escape from New York. Really? That that early in the eighties? Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, with a budget of six million dollars. Uh, is it Blumhouse? <laughs> it domestically made twenty five point two million dollars. Ooh, that's so a, a win. Success. Success. Uh, worldwide, didn't go anywhere. So all, right. all the U.S. release only. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has an 86%. IMDb has it at a 7.2. And PopMatters.com has it. PopMatters? Pop Matters. Pop. Okay. Matters. I don't know if you went to like a pot friendly. Yeah, a, a weed dispensary just does movie reviews. Yeah. <laughs> we got really high and watched Escape from New York. It was pretty badass. <laughs> I give uh, like a uh, seven leaves. I fucking loved his boots. <laughs> uh, uh, com gave it a seven out of ten stars. So there you have it. Yeah. 
pretty much all around B or high C. Like the like the punch. Yeah. The high C ecto cooler. <laughs> uh this movie did spawn a sequel, Escape from LA. Yep. Made uh, 15 years later, in 1996... Jesus Christ. Uh, and was, I don't think immediately followed, but very closely followed uh, by Big Trouble in Little China, made in 1986, which we reviewed in August, for our August 80s yes. month. Yeah. you have it. Also, John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. I know. How do you like them apples? Uh, it took me a little bit, and I was like, I think John Carpenter made Big Trouble in Little China, too. Yeah. Shit. I looked it up just to be sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I always got Escape from New York mixed up with Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Uh, And now that I've seen both this year, they are completely different. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completely different. Uh, Well, JT, what happened in Escape from New York? Well, uh, it takes place in the distant future of 1997. That's right. Where uh, a special forces officer turned convict, Snake Pliskin, is sent into the prison state that is now New York. Yep. Or I guess it's Long Island. Yeah, just uh, the island of Manhattan. Yeah, just island of Manhattan. And is, uh, is sent there until... He is brought in by the uh, warden, I think, of this prison and is told that Air Force One has crashed <laughs> very, very offensively given what we know now. Uh. Like that, that kind of was like, ooh, this is a little awkward to watch. Because <laughs> it is but, flying, like, yeah, at the two fly- towers. Yeah. <laughs> it was flying towards the two, yeah. <laughs> but no, Air Force One has crashed in Manhattan and the president has gone missing. Uh-huh. And Snake Plissken has been hired to find and rescue the president before a very important meeting in 24 hours. Yes. Also, there's the ticking clock. Yes, they put two. <laughs> they put reason. like two like small explosives in his major arteries. Like they couldn't put it just one. They put him in both. <laughs> yeah, they had to double down. Yeah, I was like, just in case this one doesn't work, we're gonna make sure we're gonna make sure you really die <laughs> if you don't get the president back. Ugh. And what were the what were the explosives for? I can't remember. Was it just to like to make sure he does it? Because okay. they needed him, they needed him in twenty four hours, or else it was pretty much pointless. They were just like, well, "We can get another president. That's fine. We we need him for this meeting, though." Right. Because he's got what uh, some fucking tape recording or whatever. Yeah. President, I didn't follow any of that. Yeah. Whatever the recording. I kind was. of <laughs> gathered what it was. It it kind of it leads into like the ending. Like it's kind of trivial, but it kind of leads into like what the message of the movie is. Yeah. Uh, good synopsis, JT. Thank you. The movie's pretty straightforward. It is. There's really only one plot thread going on at any given point in time. Mm -hmm. Uh, visually, this movie is very low budget. Yeah. I, it's just so easy to tell. Yeah. But, John Carpenter, I just love 
a John Carpenter's, like, synthy score. Oh, yeah. No matter what movie it is, just him. Yeah, it's like a, this one is like even, that even, mo- yeah, even more, there's like a bluesy synth where it's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. I don't, I don't care what it is. I would just have him sit down and just, like, mash on his, like, electronic <laughs> keyboard. I'd be like, this is great. <laughs> I love this. Serenade me, John Carpenter. <laughs> Uh, uh, Kurt Russell, uh, I didn't, I don't know if I, I couldn't like get in to Snake Plissken. Yeah. I feel as much as I, as much as I could get into like, uh, what his character was in Big Trouble, which was kind of like a lovable oaf. Yeah. And this, he definitely plays more of the serious action, action star. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, a lot of this, I felt like this movie, when John Carpenter came up with it, I felt like it was a movie way bigger than he had the ability to make. Because I feel like yeah. there's a lot of things in there that he had ideas for that they just couldn't do. Right. Like, I feel like this movie should have been longer than what it was. Because they're, because, yeah. I don't know, it felt like, it felt like a world that didn't really have the budget to really dive into yeah yeah it was like uh if they can make this movie with like a mad max budget yeah like Like, i think this would be this would be like the perfect movie to remake like i'm surprised they haven't remade this yet i think there's been talks about it forever like i went back to when i was looking for uh some odd reviews even roger ebert says that when a like when are they gonna remake Escape from New York? Yeah, because it's like it'd be the perfect movie to remake now. Yeah, I think it's a pretty interesting premise. Yeah, even set it in 1997. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> Let's do the remake. What well, it's like, crime rises 400 percent in America, and I that drives me insane because they don't like they give you facts. Like that's like that's like the definition of this whole movie is that you get presented with stuff. And you don't know why. Right. Like, everything. Like, crime <laughs> rises 400%. Why? Because. Prison states made. Like, <laughs> no! Go back to 400% crime rate rise. How? Why? So, they build an entire concrete wall around Manhattan. So, yeah. it's essentially like Arkham City. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what Arkham City... I think Arkham City is based off of this. Yeah. Uh, and then they just let the prisoners run free. Yep. In... Manhattan, which it brings up a lot of questions on like, how do they survive? Do they drop like food and stuff in there? Yeah, there's like a scene in there where uh, <laughs> there's like some like funny ass scene where like there's like a bunch of like prisoners like waving their hands in like this what looks like this barren field and they're like, there's a bunch of prisoners that are trying to get our attention in the food drop zone. <laughs> oh, so it's just like a one off line kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like they throw in small things here and there where they like try and try and like get you to visualize how this prison state works. But then there's so many other things in there that they don't even bother to dive into at all where you're just you're still kind of lost. Like how Ernest Borgnine can still just be a taxi driver. (laughs) Yeah. Like why is he even there to begin with? Like he seems like the the sweetest old man, (laughs) and he's been sentenced to life. 
in this prison. That'd be amazing if, like, Pliskin asked him what he's in for, and he's just like, rape. Rape (laughs) something or murder. I fucked the eye hole of my girlfriend, Snake! (laughs) Oh, Jesus, Cabby. I did a real good, Snake! Like, oh, don't stop talking about your life outside of here, Cabby. Everyone just likes you as the pleasant cab driver. We I don't jerked want to... off into a potted plant. That's enough, Cabby. <laughs> I sexually assaulted women for 20 years, Snake. <laughs> like, oh, all right, Cabby. That's enough. Just get me get me to where I need to go. <laughs> oh, freaking A. But yeah, I, uh, Isaac Hayes is in this movie. I've never seen him. That in- car. What an amazing car, right? Fucking got, like, candelabras, like, <laughs> hanging on the front of it. God, its headlights are literally chandeliers. Yes. Like, it makes no sense me saying that, but it completely works. Oh, it's, it's the biggest pimp car in, yeah. in the world. I loved it. Yeah. It looked like every extra in this was, like, from the Warriors, it looked like. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, everyone was, like, super yeah. eccentric and very boisterous. Like, yeah. even, like, the guy that, like, gives, like... The army, like the president's finger, he's just like the whole time he's like acting like he's in cats. <laughs> he's just like, you got ten seconds to leave. <laughs> so that guy, <laughs> I was looking up people on IMDb. That guy, I guess, is only known for this movie because his character in Escape from New York is his IMDb picture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, there's a discount Sigourney Weaver, whoever that is. Oh yeah, uh, oh, Maggie, shit. I think. Her yeah, name Maggie, is. and uh, Harry Dean Stanton. That's right. All right, playing brains. That's right. Or brain. I think his name's Brain. Uh, yeah, I liked him in this a lot. Actually, probably more than anybody else. Yeah, he was really good in it. Uh, like I like I like how um, even like the people that help Snake, like they still. I feel like a lesser movie would be like, yeah, we'll help you, Snake. But like, yeah. everyone in this, even when they help Snake, they're just like, oh, he's fucked. I'm time to go and back to myself. <laughs> like, the minute he, like Snake gets captured, he's like, all right, let's find his glider and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's fucked. You know what I found weird that everybody knew who Snake was, because like, yeah, he was just like uh, a special agent that was. Did a botched bank robbery, and that's why he's going to the prison. But everyone, like, when he gets in there, he's like, Whoa, Snake, it's you! It's like, yeah. how does everybody know Snake? I don't know any special agents. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, h- like, how long have these people been in prison? Like, do they get cable? <laughs> like, even then, do, like, they just televise, like, secret agents fucking stuff? Like... I yeah. don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe he's got a great look, so that's why he's popular. Yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't get that he was a... I remember they said Special Forces. I don't think they ever said he was a secret agent. Oh, whatever. I, it's That's what I meant. Special Forces. Whatever. Yeah. He's like Rambo. He, went, he like went like Rambo. Yeah. He just went into a small town and just started shooting at the cops. <laughs> uh, Snake. God. He's so one-known in this. Yeah. And, the, and like... So, uh... The uh, Cracked Movie Podcast just talked about this movie a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Or last week, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
they were bringing up how ridiculous his snake tattoo was. It looks gross. It is <laughs> dumb. It's like it is, in the center of his stomach. It's right on his tummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't even, yeah. That's, that's a perfect explanation. Like, I would not... I don't even think I could say stomach. It, it is like in the center of his tummy. Like it is tummy. It's a tummy tattoo. Like it's not big enough to be considered stomach, but it's like right in that perfect portion where it's like, oh, that that's his that's his tummy. Yep, you got a tummy tat <laughs> of like a big, very dark cobra. Yeah, I couldn't make out hardly. I would any... not. Yeah, I would have fucking sued the guy that gave me that tat. Like it's so dark. It looks like a piece of shit. Uh my god. Uh like I, I can only imagine like the tail like wraps around his dick. I hope so. <laughs> god, I hope so. Um I don't know. I don't know really this movie is really to the point. Like yeah. Even to the point where I don't there's not even really spoilers for it. No, yeah, it's cuz just... he goes in and he accomplishes his mission. Yeah. It is very, it does feel very one note and very, it follows a certain line throughout, but I did really like the ending to this. Okay. So I remember hearing, I remember uh, listening to that crack movie podcast thing and they talked about how uh, John Carpenter was very anti-government at the time when this came out. Yeah. And like the ending, like I, I thought there was like, oh shit. So it's like, I was expecting like a very um, heavy handed ending where it's like fuck the government because uh-huh. they talked about how like how much of a like uh, in that they talked about how much of like a doofus the president was which i never really got that feeling from it no i never did but i thought the way they they played it off like it like they hit enough notes where i'm like yeah that actually kind of makes sense like i can actually see that playing out like that mm. yeah i never got like how like the president was like an oaf no. Because, like, he fell out of a plane, and then somebody cut off his finger. Yeah. And then they had him tied up to, like, and shooting at him. And, yeah. like, torturing him, pretty much, mm-hmm. until Snake rescues him. But, uh, see, I don't see that. But then I liked at the end, though, where he's, like, getting shaved and sponged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where he, like... Like, you needed to, like, oh, like Snake asked for a favor or something, and I can't remember what exactly what he said. He asked but, for a favor, and he said, Submit your time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he then the president was kind of, like, came off as, like, a douchebag. Because he wouldn't, like... Yeah. Well, no, I, I feel like the president comes off as a huge douchebag once he's in... Once he knows he's, like, in safety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, like... <clears throat> I like how the the whole end, like, first of all, like, how the the whole movie starts out, like, you kind of, it is kind of a fucked up thing where you're pretty much, like, installing this prison state, it's pretty much you're throwing people away. Yeah. Like, you're not giving them a chance for rehabilitation at all. Right. Like, Snake's going there because he tried to rob a bank, he didn't really kill anybody. Mm-hmm. He tried to rob a bank and now he's sentenced to life yeah. in, in this prison state. Yeah. That's, like, almost kind of becoming, like, its own... Like, ecosystem in a way. Yeah. And then, um, like, even, like, the people that he, uh, that Snake hires to help him once he's on the inside, like, they're very, like, they don't seem like terrible people. No. Like, there's people in there where, like, they don't feel like they need to be there. Right. 
Like Brain or and yeah, Cabby. Brain and, Brain and Cabby, yeah. And then even Maggie to an extent. Like, they don't really... Even though they, they do seem to be in in for themselves for the most part throughout the whole movie, like, they never really strike me as, like, they need to stay there. Yeah, for life. Yeah. Especially Maggie. She looks young. Yeah. So it's like... like how the fuck And you're going to you be there it? for the rest of your life? Yeah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> But no, yeah, so then, like, when, at the end, when, like, these people, like, go out of their way, like, pretty much sacrifice their lives to uh-huh. save the president, and then, like, because the whole movie, like, this, the warden's stressing, like, he needs to get this meeting, and he needs to present this tape to these people from other countries and shit, and then, like, Snake listens to the tape, and it's about, like, oh, we found this really cool mineral that's, like, really expensive, and we want to sell it to you, Yeah, and it's, like... That's it? Like, you put two fucking explosives in my neck. Like, willing to sacrifice my life. Yeah. For me to go to all this work and sacrifice other people's lives to get the president so they can brag about how they got this new cool mineral. Yeah. And it needs to be done today. Like, they made it seem like it was a... If we don't, they don't have this meeting, it's a life or death situation. But no, it was just... Because it'd be convenient for everyone involved if they just had that meeting in 24 hours. Right. Like, people wouldn't understand, like, would, like, misunderstand, like, oh, the president has been kidnapped? Like, that yeah. wouldn't be enough to be like, well, we could postpone. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but it was... <laughs> but no, that's how it, they play it out, and I like that because I remember, like, at the beginning... When the warden starts calling him Pliskin, he's like, "Call me Snake," because I I feel like Snake is like, uh, like a name that he got like when he was in special forces, like working for the government. And then at the end, when like the warden calls him Snake and says, "Call me Pliskin," is because he went through all this shit for pretty much nothing, and now he sees what the government really is, and he's like, "Nah, fuck that. I hate that name now." Yeah. Uh, do you know that Snake Pliskin was one of the uh main character tropes to make solid snake in metal gear solid i heard about that yeah even the f- point where in metal gear solid 2 his nickname is pliskin <laughs> yeah or like, yeah it's really on the was, nose yeah like his code name was pliskin or something yeah well, that's a whole fun fact for you all right there you go how about that you like that uh kind of kind of good to know since you know i'm playing uh metal gear solid 5 on uh oh, ps4 Front door, Got it for free. Son of a <laughs> bitch. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Escape from New York. I don't know. But the I I did really like the ending. Like it felt like uh even though it like for the most part like the whole movie was like a straightforward action film. Like the ending, like got a message across. Like you can almost kind of see that playing out where. Even after, like, even, like, the fucking really shitty part where, like, Snake is, like, riding this wench. Like, he's got minutes to live. Yeah. Like, before this thing goes off. And then, like, the president stops the winch so he can just, like, blow apart Isaac Hayes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he stops it just so he can be like, yeah, now I'm the fucking badass. Like, just, like, blowing apart with fucking Snake's gun. Like, it's, like, that at that point where you're just, like. You know, I don't think this president's a good guy. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, even, like, they even kind of present it where, like, the government inside the prison works way better than the government outside the prison. 
Like, I mean, uh, I don't know about that. Well, no, like, I mean, like, Duke is still, Duke is still kind of a shithead, but, like, even given the fact that Snake, like, fucked him over and was trying to fuck him over repeatedly, like, like Duke still gave him a chance to defend himself. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say the government works any better. No. Like, there is, like, a death pit. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have to fight. With spiked baseball bats. Yeah, but, like, you think of that fate as opposed to, like, the fate that the President of the United States gave the Duke. Where it was just him standing on top of a wall, shooting him repeatedly until he died. <laughs> like, you, like, it almost seems like more, it seems more justified what Duke does to Snake than what the President does to Duke. Uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Duke's probably done some awful shit inside that. Place. Oh yeah, but like, just given the given the uh, the circumstances, it's like like he had every right to kill Snake because he's pretty much Snake is sneaking through there, like doing shit under his nose, like trying to like take his meal ticket, pretty much because his presence like his fucking meal ticket to get out of there. Uh-huh. And Snake is like the one person within the walls that's willing. That's going to fuck that up for him. So he has every right to kill him, but yet he still goes out of his way to be like, I'll give you one more chance to defend yourself. Mm. I'm not going to fucking take the pussy way and just like, like have my guys like bend you down in front of me and I'll just shoot you in the head. Like I'm going to put you in a trying situation where you still have a way to defend yourself. Yeah. I will agree with you that my favorite part of the movie was probably the ending. Cause I felt like that's maybe what, Maybe Carpenter, the point he was trying to get across, he's like, I got this great idea for an ending. I just yeah. need something to fill in the mm-hmm. beginning of it or whatever. Where uh, the actual escape across the bridge, where the, the cab, like, blows oh, yeah. exactly they in fu- half. Yeah, they, they, yeah. <laughs> they, like, run into a mine, which should usually just incinerate the car, but yeah. now it just blows it in half. And kills Cabby for no reason. Yeah, kills Cabby, and then they're trying to traverse the bridge carefully, yeah. and then Brain gets in an argument. It's like, no, there's a mine there, and then he blows up by a mine. Yeah. So oh, and then when Isaac Hayes just like mows down Maggie. Maggie. Oh yeah. And then she's like laying in like a big ass pool of blood. You're like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I had I actually thought she was end up. Like, she was going to, like, smoke him, and he was going to, like, veer off or whatever, yeah. and then maybe, like, get out of the car and, like, be bloodied up or whatever. Yeah. Nope. Nope. She, like, just opens the clip and, like, misses every time, and then he just smashes he into her. her down. <laughs> so that was pretty sweet. I like that part. There was, like, another scene that was, like, really, it was, like, kind of eerie, where, like, Kurt Russell, or, like, where Snake's going through that building, and he runs into that, like, crazy chick. And, like, she's, like, all over, like, ah, take me with you, snake. And then, like, people just start, like, reaching out from under, like, it was, like, like a zombie film almost. Like, there's, like, people just, like, reaching through the walls and under the floors, like, grabbing people. You're, like, what the fuck? Like, what's your life that that's that's what you do? It's, like, hey, guys, someone's in the building. Hold on, let's let's grab her. (laughs) They were, like, the sewer people or something like that? Yeah. I don't remember what they were called. But yeah, yeah, like that was actually like creepy. Where like people were like reaching out of walls and floors, like they had no idea where they were coming from. Yeah, yeah. Like there was like, I feel like, yeah, if this movie was redone, like I feel like they could, 
really play with some stuff and maybe even like uh, mine some untapped potential that they could have had for like a movie like this. Because I, I feel like John Carpenter, like six million, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. I was trying to see when Carpenter made Halloween, and that was... That was earlier. Yeah, That's like three, 70, yeah. Three years before yeah. this. But yeah. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, Escape from New York, not one of my favorite things. Um, I definitely liked his reun- reu- uh, reunite with Kurt Russell and Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Um, even though that movie's like goofing off the wall. God, it's insane. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know about Escape from New York. I don't see... I mean, I, as the listeners can probably tell, it's not going to be a, like a great score. Yeah. But like, I don't even know like an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's high. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think... For what it for what it is, I think it gets the point across. Like it's not too but like it. It gets the point across, but like it's it wasn't really that fun to watch for yeah. me. I guess maybe I was expecting something completely different, but like that wouldn't have changed my view on this movie whatsoever. I guess. Yeah. Like I mean, I got what I was in for from the very opening, where it said like that had that whole opening credits kind of thing where it was setting up their universe or whatever. Yeah. It's like, in 1981, the uh, fucking population's gang, or I don't even know, like, <laughs> yeah. the the crime rate rose 400%. Yeah. And then here we are in 1997, mm-hmm. and we have a walled-in Manhattan, and it's a prison colony. I'm yeah. Like, All right. So this is what we're working mm-hmm. with. Go. And then, like, I, I get, like, $6 million in the whole lot, and, like, I didn't hold that much against it with budget-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. you can just kind of tell that it was a lower budget. That didn't yeah. really restrain it whatsoever. It's just, like, just the material I think it was working with. Yeah. It's just kind of droll. Like, yeah. it wasn't really fun, it, really. It felt like there was a lot of untapped potential in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it felt like the the minute I saw stuff where, like, I want to see them elaborate on it more, they never really dive into it. Yeah. Like, they never really talk about why, how Brain and Snake know each other. Yeah. And they never really talk about, like, why crime rate rose to 400%. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and, like, that's one of those things, though, that I guess I don't really need to know. Like, that's yeah, just, like, like, a funny detail. Like, okay, it rose. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> just crazy fucking... world. Sure. Why not? Yeah. But then every time, like, they go into something, like, it, they never really go into it. It's just, you're just following Snake on his journey. And you don't even know who Snake is, really. No. Because they don't really talk, he doesn't really talk about himself. Or they People don't even know talk about how they know him. They're just like, hey, you're Snake. <laughs> and yeah. Like, okay, how how do you know Snake? What yeah. has he done? Like, they don't really. Yeah. So, like, even when you're following Snake Plissken, who's supposed to be, like, your avatar, like, you're following him through the whole movie. You don't even really know who he is. Yeah. I know. I, I needed something I needed to, like, root for him. Yeah. Like, something to cling on to where it's like, okay, I this this gets me into it more. Yeah. I like some of the... I liked... Well, he didn't have, like, a huge supporting cast. Like, Isaac Hayes was pretty good as being kind of a D-bag. Yeah. Um, Brain was fun. Like, he was probably my favorite character. Yeah. 
Maggie didn't do much of anything mm-hmm. besides being eye candy. Yeah. Um, the president was okay. I could almost use this a different... Dr. Loomis from Halloween. Yeah. I, I could <laughs> almost have, like, taken him... I wish the president was almost played differently. I don't know. Like, played more sympathetic, like, during the movie. Like, m- more so before he gets rescued. And then when he gets rescued, be almost exactly how he was. Yeah. So you get to see, like, he was just a weasel. And now that he's, like, here and back in power again, mm-hmm. that he's a complete well, I don't know. I kind of got, like, I didn't. I didn't need to feel sympathetic, but I definitely tell that he was pathetic when he was like being held captive. Like he, he was literally powerless with nothing. Right. He could rest his laurels on, and then when he finally is out of there and he finally has his power back, like he could give a fuck about yeah. anyone that helped him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just I, I would like to see this with like. A fifty million dollar budget. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think this is like. This is like at the forefront of older movies that need need to be remade. Right. Yeah, I not fucking was it Flatliners or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, because I with a bigger budget, you can feel like it's more like this place is like more lived in. Yeah. Because if the whole country's inmates are going to this island, it should be packed. Yeah. And, like, I never got the fact that it was packed. It mm. always had, like, empty streets. Yeah. And, I don't know. Just fill in this universe that we're living in. I think it would yeah. make it, I don't know, fun? More fun, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, One of the crazier facts, though, like, the one thing that stuck out for me when I listened to the Crack Movie Club podcast on this, like, the one of the craziest facts they brought up was... <clears throat> So the gladiator fight between uh-huh. Snake Plissken and Ox Baker, rest in peace, pro wrestler Ox Baker. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, one love. <laughs> but uh, no, I guess uh, when they did that that scene where uh, fucking Snake takes the barbed wire bat and like bashes it in the back of his head. Uh-huh. The effect for that was they took a barbed wire bat and they attached like a board to the back of his head. Oh yeah, yeah. I, and I'm I like, remember. holy Jesus. shit! <laughs> you need to have a lot of fucking faith in somebody to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a barbed wire bat. It was like a fucking nail bat. Yeah. Oh yeah, nail bat. Yeah, that's right, nail yeah. bat. And you're like, fuck, man. That's a because, like, you watch that scene, and he, he's swinging for the fucking fences. Yeah, Like, any, he... any like, like small miss, like, it's going to go through skin if he does not hit that. God. I'm like, John Carpenter, like, almost killed a man. Because, <laughs> like, I thought that whole fight was kind of, like, bad. Yeah, it was kind of hokey. Yeah. But, it, like, it was, like, 81, like... There's, yeah. there's a shit ton of fight scenes back then that were hokey. Yeah. Um, but then, but yeah, that last swing, he really yeah he, swings and, and when because yeah. but you and it works though it like works because like you get to see the bat just suddenly stop like yeah what it looks like in the back of his head yeah I love it because like yeah he like the bat stops and then like his eyes go wide and then just snake just lets go of the bat and it stays there and you're like 
Oh, oh fuck. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then to know that, like, he just swung at his head, hopefully to hit this board. Yeah. It's like, Christ. God damn it, John Carpenter. You do not give a fuck about Ox Baker's <laughs> life. <laughs> Scary as shit. But yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like that. Um, Grade. What are we grading this, JT? Grade. Well, you want me to go first? I can go first. All right. Um... I don't know. I think I'm going to go with maybe a C minus. Okay. For Escape from New York. I wouldn't say like it's a terrible movie by any means, yeah. but it's just not fun. Real. Yeah. It's not like a I would never pop this in and be like, "Yeah, let's watch Escape <laughs> from New York." Yeah. Like it's not even like I don't think it would be fun to watch like even like while you're drinking. Mm-hmm. That's big trouble in little China. Yeah, that that'd be a lot more fun. <laughs> So I'm gonna go with C minus. Okay, I'll go with a I'll go with a B minus. I really like the ending to this. Like uh-huh. it it did it played itself as like a very, uh, like very run of the mill action movie. Where if it would have just been that, it would have probably been like a C for me. But I liked how they took all the elements of the movie and they implemented it in the ending to where like it kind of unraveled for me. Where I was like, oh yeah, like this shit's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And I liked how they did that where like the minute everything's back to normal, it's like just business, business as usual. Like everyone's acting like this just never happened. Like the most that anyone else gets out of this is, uh, the fucking warden offers snake a job. And it's like, fuck. Like after that, like <laughs> no one else really cares. Like all the people that died, like all the work that went into doing this, it's just, they're just everyone's back to business as usual, and like even for the very trivial thing that this whole mission was put together for, it's like it feels like none of this was worth it. And yeah. then like to see all that through Snake's eye, quote, <laughs> to see all that through Snake's eye, where he's just like, "Fuck, I went through hell for twenty four hours just so." We could brag about this new cool mineral that we're mining. Right. Like, it... Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Snake switched the tapes. That was pretty Yeah, strange. he switched the tapes. Like, fucking, like... Fucking the president gets, like, this look on his face where he's, like, you just manage him being like, Snake! Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, sweet. Do you... Do you think that uh, this movie warranted Escape from L.A.? No, I've heard Escape from L.A. is terrible. Me too. I, I, I mean, granted, this movie made money. Yeah. It made, I don't know, almost four and a half times its budget. Yeah. So, that's pretty good. Well, from what I heard, I think... Uh... I heard, like, some facts from, like, random podcasts or whatever. I guess they were going to do Escape from New York, and then they did Escape from L.A. And the next one was supposed to be Escape from Mars. Oh, yeah, I've heard that, too. But then, uh, I guess, like, they just decided not to do it, so then John Carpenter, like, turned that into Ghosts from Mars. Like, that vamp, that Mars vampire movie or some shit. I know about it. I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it either. But, like, I guess, like, Ghosts from Mars was almost kind of the same premise as... Escape from Mars. Okay. It was just, they just didn't put Snake in it. So they just Ghost made them. instead. Yeah. The, Ghost yeah. Pliskin. <laughs> 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 
But I think it was supposed to be the same premise to where about like the fucking like Mars vampires and everything. Oh, all right. I don't know. All right. Fair enough. But I don't know. Like I like I said, I think it would be an amazing remake if they like out of all the fucking shitty remakes right. we get. An just, unwarranted remake. Yeah. This one is This worth one it. yeah, this one could definitely go for a, a a bigger budget remake yeah. for sure. And not even like you don't even need a hundred million dollars. Oh no. Fifty million, maybe seventy five million. Yeah. That's that's it. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, they for being the World Trade Center, they went up and down that tower. So goddamn easily. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, but the elevator only went through 50 floors or something. Yeah. Like that. And then, then you have to take the stairs, Snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they, there's like so many times where it's like, oh, we got to go to the top of the World Trade Center. And then they go up there and like, oh, we got to leave. And then they go back down. <laughs> like, there's at least two or three times where people do that where you're like, isn't, are you tired? And didn't you just get shot in the leg with an arrow snake? Yeah. I do appreciate that he was limping the whole rest of the movie Me after too. they get I shot. Did. I did. Like, like I was that. waiting for him to be like, when's he going to stop? No, when's he going to start no selling that leg? He uh, never does. All the way through. Keeps limping the whole time. That's right. Uh, very good. Well, besides Escape from New York, which you can find on Amazon Prime. Really? Well, no, not Prime. You can find it on Amazon. Yeah, I do. I, uh, I rented it was only like two bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, I rented the standard definition for two bucks for yep. two days. Uh, so you can find it on there. Oh, yeah. We should try to remember where we can get these things. Like if you're just on streaming. Oh, yeah. I always forget about doing that. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, anything else you've been watching, Um. Well, I uh, watched The Big Sick. Oh, yeah. How'd you like it? Big Sick. Uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I really appreciated that, like, it felt like everyone in this felt human. Yeah, right. <laughs> a lot of these movies, it's like they try and sway you one way or another. But, like, everyone, even, like, his family, where, like, a lesser movie would be, like, we're a very strict Islamic family and we will not allow you to marry outside of our, outside of our religion, blah, blah, blah. But, like, every, like, family dinner scene they have, like, I'm like... His family's charming as hell. I can see why you want to hang out with them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did you like the bittersweet ending? Yeah, I didn't really see it as bittersweet. Like, it felt like... It felt messy as opposed to bittersweet. Like, yeah, it was... It's kind It's kind of sad. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to ruin it for people who want to kind of see it, but... Yeah. But it, it felt messy. Like, I, it felt like... Like, it felt like a, like a real relationship where you're... You risk stuff... And then sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, like, it felt more real to me than, like, a rom-com where it's, oh, like... Oh, yeah. Like, a rom-com where it's, like, oh, my God, we're meant to be together. And then they just, like, fucking start making out. Like, no, this felt like like real people, like, trying to weigh out real options. Yeah. It's, like, a real version of While You Were Sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've seen... Which is not real in the slightest. <laughs> well, no, but, like, if you wanted to know what a real-life version of that is, it's the big sick. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have Sandra Bullock in it. Yeah. And I feel like this is, like, Ray Romano's, like, best performance ever. Yeah, I like Ray Romano in this, too. Yeah. 
And there's even a twist with his like relationship as well. Yeah, like they I even yeah, well they even done. like they even flush out like uh her parents' relationship too. Yeah. Where it they they kind of like tackle like love and relationships in a lot of different aspects through different people. Right. And I I didn't expect that. I just thought there was going to be like Kumail and like his relationship, but no, they go through the parents. They go through his family, they go through like a bunch of people like around him. Yeah. And I thought that was I thought that was really cool for what it, like they did not have to do that, but they did do it and I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Uh did you happen to see Kumail's Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Real that was really good. I know it was good. Not all the sketches were like on point, but uh mm-hmm. I thought his monologue was pretty good. Oh really yeah. like that. Yeah. His whole thing. Um God. Kamel needs to do more stuff. <laughs> he does. He's on the right path. <laughs> Keep going. Making big six on SNLs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Keep going, Kumail. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Doing do do yourself. That's right. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, I watched Pat Oswalt's stand-up special on Netflix, Annihilation, uh-huh. and it's very good. Oh. Yeah. Cause they. He goes into aspects I didn't think he would go to. Like, the whole last half of it is he talks about his wife. Oh, I was wondering if he would. Yeah. Like, uh, he he does, like, a bunch of, like, Trump material in the beginning to kind of, like, bring everyone up. And then, like, does, like, a little crowd work. And then he's just like, all right, I got to talk about this. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> but I think it's, uh-huh. like, for if you've, like, lost someone really close to you, I think watching this would be very therapeutic. Okay. Because he... He does strike you as someone who's still grieving and is still not anywhere near getting over the death of his wife, but he throws in aspects of dealing with the grief that, like, kind of shed a light on, like, the obscurity of losing someone. Like, he tells a story about how, like, he wanted to go to his wife's grave and, like, tell her about how, like, how their daughter's growing up and how he's so proud of her and stuff, and then, like... While he's trying to have, like, this very meaningful conversation at his wife's grave, like, there's, like, an Armenian family, like, being, like, like the dad's just yelling no at his daughter. <laughs> and there's, like, someone, like, blasting Celine Dion on, like, a cell phone speaker that's, like, very super trebly. Like, oh, like, standing next to someone's grave. So, like, the whole time he's trying to have this conversation is just, like, like, no, no. He's like, like, I just got to the point where I was like, "You're a ghost. Just follow me to the car." (laughs) (laughs) But no, it was just stuff like that where it's like he's like uh, you can definitely tell that he's nowhere near getting close to like accepting the fact that she's gone, Mm -hmm. but. Just throwing in, like, small comedic elements here and there is, like, helping him process it. And he, like, he does a really good job of sharing that. I think it's a really cool watch. Cool. I'll have to check that out then. I'm usually not a huge fan of Patton Oswalt's stand-up. Yeah, no, I'm not so much either. Like, he does, he is kind of shticky at certain points. Yeah. And, like, the beginning is kind of like that when he talks about Trump. And then, like, does, like, his crowd work stuff. But then once he gets into, like, the stuff about his wife, like... It's like there's times where like I'm like I'm on the verge of tears and then he just like throws in a joke where it just completely like makes like a huge breath of relief. You're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God this is still a comedy special. 
<laughs> oh, it's good. Like he gets he gets like super in depth about like telling his daughter about or like having to talk to his daughter, and you're just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then it's just like, and then this happened. You're like, oh thank god. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, all right. Now I'm back on track. <laughs> good deal. But no, yeah, it's 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 really good. I highly suggest checking it out. Uh, I might do Annihilation. That. I might do that. Patton Oswalt Annihilation. Good. And uh also saw um The Mummy. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it this way. All right. I wasn't hating it like until the last 20 minutes. Okay. Like up until then it was kind of a fun movie. Like right. it wasn't like there was some like elements to where like I like you don't really know what's gonna come out of this, and I uh, actually kind of thought Russell Crowe's uh, Jekyll and Hyde was kind of interesting. Okay, like even kind of changes his accent to like more of a Cockney accent when he becomes Hyde. Okay, and they even do like a cool thing where like uh, they're like these locked doors that can only be open open through like Jekyll's handprint, and then he. There's, like, a scene where, like, he turns into Hyde accidentally and starts beating the fuck out of Tom Cruise. So then, like, Cruise, like, grabs his hand and puts it against the thing to try and, like, open the door to get out of the room. And then it says Hyde on the on the thing, uh-huh. which, like, shows he turns a completely different person. So, like, I, I like Russell Crowe's, like, Jekyll and Hyde and, like, the zombie stuff, even though it's, like, really overdone. Like, they did some, like, cool action stuff with that where, it's, like body parts falling off and stuff. Uh-huh. But that ending is a fucking huge cop out. Enormous cop out. I think I've out. heard what the ending was. Yeah, like it's you go into it thinking like okay, they're doing this dark dark universe, it might be they might be doing it like in a like maybe kind of like like more of like a horror type thing, and then like the elements kind of come together in like these bigger movies down the ro- down the road. No, they're just doing a full out Avengers like yeah. monster. Yeah, like it's the way it ends. You're just like fuck you. <laughs> like <sighs> Jesus Christ, I almost kind of want to spoil it on here, but for people that want to see it, sure, I won't. But it's dumb as fuck. What? Is um, I've heard Tom Cruise is just unlikable in this movie. Yeah, and he's a piece of shit. And then the stuff that he does at the end is so uncharacteristic to what he does throughout the whole rest of the movie. And it's just it's just to put over this whole universe, Ugh. like the last twenty minutes, just to put over this whole universe to make him a hero of some sort. Where you're like, that's he would never do this, <laughs> never. He would never show signs of even thinking of doing this. Yeah. But you want him for this big figure for your, as like a fucking cornerstone of your goddamn universe of like super powered monster people. It's stupid. I hope no other movie of this is made like in the dark universe thing. Yeah. So that like one press photo that all these people took is just like hung up on a wall of shame. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or it's like Crow and Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem yeah. and Tom Cruise, all of them there, just like shame on you for it's a putting your eggs, <laughs> counting your eggs yeah. before they hatch. It's a huge fucking cop out, and it's so stupid. Like if they would have gone more of a like a straightforward route 
I would not have hate. I would have like actually thought people were would be way too hard on it. Like it, it's not a bad film up until that last twenty minutes, and then it's like it's just stringing together a whole bunch of shit to be like, get ready, uh, and you're like, oh, fuck this. It's so fucking shitty. Boo. Yeah. And uh, the final thing. Man, you've been into a lot. Yeah, I know. I we watched a bunch of shit. Me and Molly started watching uh, Mind Hunters on Netflix. Oh yeah, somebody at work was telling me that this. It's uh, really they were interesting. Really, digging it. really interesting. Like, uh, it deals a lot with like serial murderers and stuff, but there's not a lot of like murder in general. It's just a lot of like conversation and talk about it. Mm. And like, they deal mostly with like the two agents that kind of started the whole uh, looking into. Murders in a more psychological level, and I think they even they even coined the phrase serial murder like at the end. I think okay, where they actually like uh, like there's this guy that they talked to in it. Uh, shit, I can't remember his name, but uh, he is like phenomenal in it. He just plays like an inmate that's like in a prison who's like uh convicted of murdering all these women and then in the end killing his mother and then like fucking the throat hole of her corpse jesus <laughs> yeah Christ. like it's like some fucked up shit but then like they talk to him and he's like very like proper and like seems almost like a genius in some sense like he's really smart and like the guy that plays him is awesome like it's chilling how fucking good he is oh man so i definitely suggest checking out mine hunters all right i'll have to do that I also heard uh, on Amazon this show Lore is supposed to be really good. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's like based off a podcast or something. Okay. Is that yeah. the one that looks kind of like anime-ish or animated? I, no, I don't I don't think so. Okay. I thought it was live action. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Okay. But um, people have been talking like that up a lot. I've never listen to that podcast i don't know what it's about i don't know if it's one of those murder podcasts or whatever i don't yeah. i don't know but i guess that's supposed to be good lore on amazon but yeah mine hunters check that out as well. for sure um i have really only been into one thing <laughs> this last week i haven't had much time for anything but somehow on sunday night i had the time to watch all of american vandal <laughs> <laughs> you really you got through all of it i watched the whole thing me and chelsea watched like so you hated it <laughs> yeah watched all eight hours of it hated it no uh i thought it was a very funny play on like the serial like oh, making a murderer type it's thing so for the fucking, dumbest shit it's so fucking good I do think, though, that it went, like, an episode or two too long, but I still liked it anyway. Okay. Like, because each episode around that, like, near the end, did have a good twist at the end to keep yeah. you wanting to go. Yeah. Unlike why that person couldn't have yeah. done the dicks on the cars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, that And I like good. how, like, even throughout the whole thing, like... Not to say whether or not he did do it, but they still keep they keep the option that the guy that he's trying to defend could very possibly have done it like the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's good. 
And it's pl- and it's such a dumb fucking thing. I know. And everyone is just a dumb teen in it. <laughs> but like it's it's so it's God, it's so good. Yeah. I like And it. it's played so much like those. Like they like the diagrams they do, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> Could he have really taken a shit at precious moments? <laughs> See, he couldn't have done the dicks because he didn't do any ball hair. <laughs> yeah. And then they ask the guy, he's like, yeah, I always do ball hair on my dicks. <laughs> it's like a it's like a trait of all the dicks I draw. So, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it yeah, I, I thought it, yeah, it's surprising how, because I never heard of it and I just stumbled upon it. Yeah. And I thought I, it was hilarious. I, like, the the week you brought it up, it was, like, also, it must have been the week it came out. Or, like, close to it. Because, like, I, all of a sudden I heard a lot of people talking about it at once. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to check this out. And so I'm like, I'm just going to watch it all. I'm going to put it on and make Chelsea watch it. And then she got into it. Mm-hmm. And then I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. On how much I liked it. <laughs> it was good. So yeah, but that's that's anything I've been into. I tried um, watching Hell in a Cell, which happened last Sunday, right? Or two Sundays two ago? Two Sundays ago, I think, yeah. Um anyway, I tried watching it this last weekend. I couldn't get into it. Yeah. Like I heard like the best match was the first match on the card was like the tag Yeah, that match. was the best one. And I watched that and I was still like I don't know. Like, I don't think I, I just don't think I like Hell in a Cell matches all that much. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of constricting on what you can do. Yeah. And, like, the best one was the first one. Yeah. Like, the Undertaker Mankind one, it was all, it'll always be the best one. Yeah. It can't be outmatched. So, there you have it. <laughs> and I, so, I, like, I finished that match and I heard it was the best one. I'm like, well, if that's it, I'm not going to watch the rest of this. And I just turned it off. Yeah. So, there you have it. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. There's wrestling, wrestling talk. Wrestling talk. <laughs> uh, well, JT, if people want to talk to you about yeah. the upcoming WWE pay-per-view. WOE. Which is the next one? TLC. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm like, it's ridiculous, too. They're doing like a five-on-three handicap oh, TLC yeah. match. Coach Havens was talking to me about this. <laughs> it's insanity. Uh... He might actually be coming down here Sunday if you want to watch it. Ooh. Because we were talking about trying to watch Hell in a Cell together, and then that fell through. And I said, why don't you just come down? It'll just it might, be like... It might be for that. Just a, us three watching a pay-per-view. Just throwing out watching wrestling. That'd be fun. Oscar's, debu- Oscar's debuting? I heard that. So if people want to talk to you about uh, Oscar's debut, where yep. could they do that? Well, they can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for everyone, Bucky for everyone on Instagram. And <laughs> hey, why not? Bucky for everyone on Snapchat. Nobody ready for Oscar Troy. <laughs> you can find me at Troy the Max. You can find the two of us at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. We are posting all of our new episodes on Facebook.com slash Review Review Pod, as well as all of our new episodes on ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com Yes. Anyone looking for that SoundCloud? Ah, ah, poppy. My subscription <laughs> just run out. Did no! not renew. No! Did not renew it. It's gone. And I think now that we didn't renew it, we can only have like the last episode that we ever did up on there. 
because like you only which get... is the important message to go to Podbean. Well, that one and the one before. Oh, okay, maybe because you only have like a certain amount of like minutes that you can store on a free account. Oh, so it'd be like maybe our last episode and then the, the <laughs> message to viewers or whatever. Who knows? But so far, it doesn't matter. We nope. get, uh, I think we're up to a couple hundred views on Podbean so far. Nice. That's pretty good. Good. Uh, you can, Besides Podbean, you can find us on all the other podcasting platforms. Just search Review Review Pod, and you should be able to find us. At, uh, yep. uh, if you're on Stitcher or Google Play, we're on there. If you're on iTunes, hey, we're on there as well. If you listen to the show and you're on iTunes, give us a rate and a review. We'll read it on the show. Uh, plus a rate and review if you like the show it helps other people find it as well hell yeah if you got something you want to say to us then you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com yes that's it I think that's everything yeah Stitcher did I say Stitcher sure we're on who that too. cares we're on that too next week JT we're gonna round out the Crazy future month mm-hmm. with a personal favorite of mine. Oh boy, the fifth element. I've seen this many times. I've also seen it a lot. Uh, this is like the one movie that's like insane, but my mom is still always like, "I just like it." <laughs> like, there's no reason why you should. Like, there, I've, I've watched countless movies with my mom. Where, like, the smallest thing, I'll be like. That's too weird. I don't know. But, but the fifth element is yeah, okay. The fifth element, she's always just like, I just like it. It's just really good. <laughs> That's weird. I know. Like the small, like the most insignificant thing will draw, uh, drive my mom away from films. Yeah. But fifth element, she's all about. She's all in for fifth like, element. E- like the fifth element, like every other scene is something that's just like, what? <laughs> But no, she's just like, I love it all. It's so good. Great. God, I can't wait for Fifth Element. I haven't seen it in a while, too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm wondering if it's going to still hold up for me because I haven't watched it in a while either. I think it's been about five years since I maybe have seen the whole thing. Yeah. I remember it liking it in like five years ago. Yeah. But you know what's it? Spoiler. Well, I mean, we're talking pretty enthusiastically about it. That's true. Maybe we'll have some nitpicks. Lilu Dallas multipass. Multipass. Uh, so yeah, next week. Uh, fifth element. Yes. And after that, that, Stranger Things. That's right. Stranger Things season two. Uh, and then November's kind of packed. We got Thor oh, three, yeah. Justice Thor 3, League. Justice League. We have like one open month in there. I don't know what we're gonna do. Uh, well, we have our leftover turkey episode leftover to throw turkey, in there. Yep. So we're going to find the lowest rated movie that came out this year. and Yeah. I, I brought that. up one idea for a movie to you on our chat that I think uh, might be. Is that the one where I responded, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. We'll work it through. Okay. So, yeah. We uh, will see what's. Because I, I want to do something different than a kid's movie. Because we did a kid's movie last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll find we'll something. figure something out. We'll find something. Uh, but until next time, JT, I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am GT3K, and we 
are off. Less than three hours. 